Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina, and we are jumping right back in. This is our last and final podcast of how to better understand people. We're gonna wait. It's our last podcast we're ever going to do about how to better understand people. Anyway, part three, we're going to talk about how. Um, understanding body language really will help you understand people. We're going to talk about lack of social skills with people and social anxiety. And then we're going to talk about how to approach the topic of fear. So let's just jump in to body language. Before we started recording, we asked, <laughs> you asked me, do we have an example? I just thought of a, here's a great example. Did of I have body an example language, of what? A body language, how body language can be used. Okay. <laughs> what is it? But this doesn't happen so much now, but when we were first married, if I wanted to share a story, tell you something, whatever, you were not looking me in the eye. You were not, not ever. Let me back. If I, was do, if I was doing something, when you were doing something, then you would continue to flit about doing whatever you were Don't doing. Don't say flit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I was flitting. <laughs> If I was doing something, you would come into the room and say, hey, can I tell you something? I'd say, sure. Can I still multitask while you tell me something? (laughs) No. Your body language was saying, I'm going to continue doing what I have to do and conveying I'm really not listening to you. So body language counts. (laughs) Okay. This is still a touchy topic. Now, I've learned to put things aside, but I remember telling you, I hear what you're saying. And you said, well, it, it doesn't feel like you do. I said, okay, then I need to, to stop and listen. But I would actually hear what you were talking about. Our point What's is. What's the point? <laughs> body, body language, language matters. It matters. It matters. What does it matter? It helps the other person feel. Validated. Heard, validated. Heard. Uh, important. That, that important that you're present with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so people know I'm just not picking on you. I tend to do that with our sweet, our youngest daughter still lives at home and she verbally processes a lot. And I will say to her, Hey, follow me down the stairs as you're you're saying. And often I have to go, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Okay. Turn around, look her in the eye, sit down, um, engage. Yeah. Body language is important. Body language is important. And keep in mind, let's be, we live in the real world where things happen. I was grilling the other night and our daughter was processing with me, but I had to pause. And so do this with people so you don't offend or give them the wrong impression that you don't care. I had to say, sweet girl, if you will pause that or follow me out to the patio because I don't want to burn the chicken. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it sounds silly, but I want to hear what you're saying, but I started cooking the chicken before you started this, uh, this dialogue with me. Well, there's a couple of resources we're going to mention. What Everybody is Saying by Joe Navarro, I guess is his name. I'll put this in the description. And the Definitive Book of Body Language by Barbara and Alan Peace. But I want to quote, we actually met this man, Wolfgang Blob. He, Blob, <laughs> Blab, <laughs> in Austria, who was a body expert, um, expert, 
body language <laughs> not a expert. body expert body language expert <laughs> Hell. he was a guy that i was mentoring he's, yeah. still, he's still a friend but here's a quote that he said that i think is really good to interject right here but many people are not aware of their own behavior and it can affect the people they are with it can put walls up and cause people to pull away it's important to know why we do what we do it's important that our body language matches the words we are saying so as to not cause confusion and miscommunication. I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, and my back is turned to you or doing whatever, or my arms are crossed, or I'm not even engaging. Miscommunication happens without us even using words is the point. When I was mentoring uh, Wolfgang, the, the guy who this quote came from, he was, at the time, he was working part-time, one of his jobs, he would work for professional um, poker players. Mm. And so he would be in the room and he could sit and he, could, he was allowed to watch the other poker players' faces, body language, um, which we're speaking about. And he, he did not have dialogue, like with a, a secret microphone or anything, mm -hmm. uh, uh, with, with his, his poker uh, buddy, but the one he was working for. On the breaks, or I think afterwards, he could fill them in. Okay, you've got this guy over here. He keeps tweaking his, his left eye. Mm. And so pay attention to that. It's just interesting. I didn't know a job like that existed. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on the body language? I've learned to pay attention to my body language so much better than I, I did years ago. Uh -huh. First of all, I wasn't aware of body language years ago. Mm -hmm. But when something's uncomfortable... Um, I, I physically, I mentally tell myself, physically, sit straight up. Mm. Don't cross your arms right now because mm -hmm. they're going to feel like you're, you're being defensive or you're not interested mm -hmm. or turn, you know, turn your head this way. It's not being fake. It's being deliberate. Right. So they, I can relate to them in a better way. Right. And I think a really good question to think about is what makes me feel comfortable with other people? If they lean into me, if they uh, agree when they're listening to me, what are the, if you're unsure, like, ew, or ask a good trusted friend, hey, is my body language, like, is it communicating? I'm interested. I'm engaged. Um, yeah, if you're interested, ask people around you who know you and then look at what other people do that make you feel really welcome or make you feel uncomfortable, you know, the crossing of the hands or the glancing down or the looking at other things behind you or whatever. Just be aware of what that is communicating. Uh, one of the things my um, body expert uh, friend told me was this. He, he pointed his finger at me one day. We're sitting there having coffee and he pointed and shook the finger at me. Ew. He said, Chris, and he said, you need to. And it's interesting what that does to our insides it's uh -huh. like like you're pointing the finger at me and you're telling me i need to and then he, he instead of pointing just the, the pointer finger at me uh -huh. he took his whole hand and just kind of opened it up hey chris you need to do this even though he still said you need to oh, it was the, different the, the open hand it's amazing how interesting or how um how that helps a person just to kind of relax mm. and not to put up a, a wall or a defense yeah and there there are on YouTube, there are some different examples. There's one where they have different various presidents from the U.S. over the years. Yeah. Where they're giving a speech, and it's usually a, a stressful situation to watch their body language. There mm -hmm. was one president, and he would point that finger 
at the camera mm-hmm. and just demand things and say, this is not who I am. And uh, it was, people don't like, we don't like that as humans. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on from understanding body language to our second aspect here of, of recognizing that a lack of social skills and social anxiety are real things for people. Um, I think there's some questions that if we suspect that somebody has maybe a lack of social skills, usually we have some signs that go, oh, okay. But here's some questions just by asking people, hey, is it difficult for you to begin conversations with others who you don't know very well? Um, And this is not a criticism. Again, you're talking with a person, you want to get to know them better. Right. Just to help better understand them. Right, right. Uh, Here's another good question. What would help you be more at ease to begin a conversation with a new acquaintance? Um, Those are good questions to ask. Or what topics of conversation would you feel comfortable initially engaging in with another person? Um, For example, you meet someone, what's your greatest fear? (laughs) You don't do that. Right, right, right. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I was just thinking, uh, I have a good friend who is large crowds. Her social anxiety is through the roof. And before I knew that, when we would be, uh, well, when we'd be at church together and we go to a relatively large church, what I got with her on a Sunday interaction was different than a one-on-one. And she disclosed to me, you know what? Hey, here's the deal. I have really high social anxiety. Ding, ding, ding. That made all the sense in the world to me. So just being aware, um, it, even within yourself, you know, if you know that in large groups um, or, yeah, just being aware of where people are is just so gracious. I was at a gathering, oh, several months ago, and there was a, a man there that I, whom I had not, never met. And so we had a, a break and I went up to him and he was standing there by himself. And just the way his body language was, I felt compassion for him because he looked like he was lonely, uh, fearful, didn't know how to connect. Mm. So I went up to him, stuck out my hand, said, hello, I'm Chris. And he told me his name. And and I began to ask him some basic questions. And I realized pretty quickly uh, as he answered some questions that he was probably very uncomfortable in social settings, Mm -hmm. maybe because it, it was a new situation. He may even had some anxiety, and I knew at this point, don't just, he's answered a few basic questions, don't just pat him on the back by my words and say, okay, nice to meet you, and walk on, because he was still standing there, not engaging anyone else, Mm -hmm. so I chose to stay there with him, Mm -hmm. and I'm not patting myself on the back, but I knew this guy needs some help right now. This social setting is either stressing him out, or it's very uncomfortable, and if I can just remain with him and just engage in a conversation to maybe help us heart that day. Yeah. So especially if you're a mentor and you have a mentee who lacks social skills where social anxiety is really a big issue, just helping them, being understanding with them, and then giving them some practical tools. And you guys walking through that together, what would make you more, you know, feel more comfortable or whatever? Let's go on to the last thing. We're going to talk about approaching the topic of fear. When we talk to people about their fears, and we share our own fears, there really is a level of trust that gets tapped into that if we just skim over that. So without being critical, 
here are kind of some uh, characteristics, maybe signs that show if someone could potentially, not always, but it, they could be living with fear. So here's the first one. If they're always joking around, if they never get serious, especially in social settings, they may just be afraid to go to the deeper things. Um, I think that's something to pay attention to. And if you're around somebody who's always the jokester, again, what we say is, you know, that duck illustration in episode one of how to better understand people, things aren't always as they appear. They may, you might think, oh, well, they're just the life of the party. No, they may just be too fearful to engage their true self. And along with that, always jokes around, I'll bring in the, the topic of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sarcasm is a <clears throat> very um, real thing in in the uh, U.S. culture. Right. And I realized living overseas in Austria for a while, it's different. And so um, I've used sarcasm in the past, but sarcasm, I, I really believe when it is a pattern, it, it's a way uh, to maybe push beyond a person's fears and not go too deep with someone. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be sarcastic. Yeah. But man, how, again, how to better understand people. If there's, if there's a guy in my life and he always uses sarcasm, at some point, because I, as I open up to him, I want to address that and say, hey, I can appreciate your sarcasm, but you seem to do it a lot. He helped me understand that because yeah. I want to get to know you. It's not a criticism. I want to get to know you. Yeah, here's another thing. If someone only talks about work or only talks about the sports or the weather, that could be, again, these are could be's. It could be an indicator that they're dealing with fear, their, their fear of going deeper, um, exposing themselves to real conversation. That might be something to bring up like, hey, I always I notice you always talk about work or, hey, could I ask you a question about something? And you purposely talk about something else that they're um, not quick to engage in. It, it could be OK. They're they're too inf- afraid to be real authentic. Again, we all have fears and fears at different levels, and I, I can totally respect that. But over time, if you'll be patient, if you're mentoring someone um, and you engage them with, with uh, deliberate conversations about things like fear, but you're honest about your own fear, chances are they will open up to you mm-hmm. and, be, and be personal then. Right. Another indicator could be um, if they speak as though they... They know it all. <laughs> they have all the answers. We probably all have brushed shoulders with people who seem to know a little bit about everything. It could actually be an insecurity or a fear that they're not willing to, to open up. Yeah. I want to share an example. Years ago, two of our, we had two daughters at the time. They were really young. And we had dinner with a friend who had never been married. And um, I don't know what our daughters were doing. Uh, they were never uh, rebellious. They were just being normal, normal kids. Normal kids. Normal yeah. kids. But I remember he, he chose that night to give us instruction on how to better parent. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my chest was getting tight. Yeah. And I was respectful. And I know my wife was. But um, it, it really, let's be honest, it got on my nerves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had all the, but he had all the answers a lot. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter what topic it was. And that's not a criticism. He always had the answer, and I was basically the listener. Right. And so, yeah, that, that's difficult. Yeah. Let's talk about one more aspect. Typically, we see this in men, but women do this too. 
men may act really macho and tough and strong, but women can be like, you know, they're in control and have it all. That could be a sign that they're really overcompensating because there are some fears. But then I would like to say if somebody always is negative about, well, I just couldn't do that or sells themselves short all the time, there's fear a little bit more obvious of a fear there that if you understand, oh, these two extremes, probably both people are dealing with fear. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. A person can sound so confident and even bossy or boisterous. It could be insecurity, it could yeah. be fear. Or the other person who's passive, uh reserved, they pull away, they don't speak much. It could be the same thing. Yeah. Again, we're looking at fear. And having respect, again, for people's fear, helping them walk through it. In fact, if you will walk through a fear with someone, and I say walk through, it's not a one-time conversation. Right, it's continual. It's continual. You want to see a relationship develop into a friendship? I really believe many times it will. Right. When someone will walk you through a fear, or walk me through a fear, it means a lot to me. Yeah. Well, we're going to close up. Like I said, this is the third part of a three-part series about how to better understand people. I want to go back and just talk about the highlights of what we've talked about in these episodes. We talked about words and actions, not always telling the whole story, and the importance of talking about each other's personalities. Um, discovering what people's pains are, that's, that's important to understand where they're coming from. Obviously, we talked about some cultural differences and how when we understand how those impact us, we can better understand people. We talked about the six areas, jumping into those six areas and asking specific questions. Today, we talked about body language. We talked about social skills and social anxiety. And then, obviously, the last here we've been talking about fear. Chris, as we wrap up this series, is there anything else you want to put a, a bow on this conversation? I'm going to put a pin in it, not a bow. <laughs> okay. How to better understand people. again. Guys, life is really about relationships. Yeah. It is. So, And that's why we want to better understand people, right? That's why we want to better understand people. Because I, I'm not going to, and I haven't, I'm not, I'm not going to settle for mediocre relationships. Now, there are some relationships that won't go very deep. I, sometimes I can't do anything about that. Sure. But the ones in my life that are important, I'm going to understand people, and I want them to understand me. I like the, it feels good. You know, because we've been married for so long, mm -hmm. we've said this before, and I've heard other married couples say this. They start looking alike? Well, that too. But <laughs> you can walk into a room, and you can be on the opposite side of the room, mm -hmm. and something can be said or done or happen, and you can look at each other, and you go, I think I know what they're thinking right now. Yeah. That, that feels scary. good. <laughs> that feels good to be known, though. It really does. Yeah. Um, God knows us. Many people don't feel known by God because of their own journey. Mm -hmm. In fact, what a better thing, Christina, is I choose to respect people and get to know them, to better understand them. Right. That I would help them understand how much God knows and understands them. Yeah, isn't that great? It is. Yeah. That's why, you know, in business, you always talk about why, the why. This is the why. We want people to have a healthy growing authentic relationship with God and when we take the time to get to know people better and understand where they're at then that can happen so as always thank you so much for listening today like us subscribe to us and if you feel led help donate to make these podcasts possible 